0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast. It's episode number 55. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. I'm back. How are you guys doing today? Good. Mm, All right. Good. Yeah, yeah. So part of me kind of almost didn't do the podcast today because I am exhausted from moving. Um, But then... I, really, I remembered that Ace wasn't on last week, and I didn't want to be a jerk. And then there's a whole bunch of ridiculous news to go through. Um, and I've tried to sort of sort them in terms of just like the most head scratch, uh, at least head scratching to the most head scratching. So <laughs> uh, totally I don't know scratching. that I could do that because a, a couple of them really were just very strange. Um, so prepare for lots of scratching. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of scratching, uh, itchy, scratchy, tasty. Um, So let's just jump into the news because there's a lot. Uh, So EA is closing Visceral Games, and uh, they are basically in talks uh, with Amy Hennig about what she's going to do next. Uh, Because originally, uh, Visceral Games was working on that single-player, story-driven Star Wars game. Uh, that has been moved to the EA Worldwide Studios, and EA Vancouver is going to be heading that up. Uh, so that's kind of unfortunate. Hmm.
1: That's strange. But fingers crossed still, then, hopefully, we get a single-player Star Wars game after, like... At some point. At some point, yeah. Uh, that's a, uh, mind you, yeah. These Battlefields seem to keep being popular, so...
0: Well, I mean, you can only imagine how much money that that series is raking in. It's Star Wars with microtransactions.
1: So, oh, picture um, Fat Cat somewhere yeah. just literally like Scrooge McDuck with money and swimming through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so on the topic, um, the executive VP, uh, Patrick so- Soderlund, um, who was at E3 this year, the really big tall guy, um, he said – that they are basically reshaping the Star Wars game they were working on to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency, leaning into the capabilities of our Frostbite engine and reimagining central elements of the game to give players a Star Wars adventure of greater depth and breadth to explore. So
1: Turning it into a multiplayer game with microtransactions.
0: <laughs> well, so technically they didn't really say that it was... A multiplayer game right like i mean theoretically i guess this could mean that it's an open world game i don't feel yeah i don't feel confident in that that was my first reaction was like oh you're reshaping the scope huh oh yeah yeah you're trying to reimagine the central elements huh yeah you want to make a star wars destiny game
1: <laughs> oh, no <laughs>
0: Yeah. What? Seriously, that,
1: that I'm game, such an oldie. I just miss my Jedi academies and and Force unleashes and, and what was before those. I, you know, that, that kind of stuff. That was good. I love those.
0: See, see, it's one of those things. It's like we've got all these Star Wars games in development, and it's like I've got nothing against them doing whatever the hell they want with Star Wars. It was just like back in the day, there really was sort of you had your Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. and your Jedi Academy, and that was alongside like, um, what was it, Galaxy at War, um, the which was like a strategy game, if I remember. And then, uh, they had the MMO, like all of that stuff was in relatively close proximity, and that was awesome because whatever it was that you wanted to play, they had, yeah, so a bit of everything, whatever. Th- Whatever this is, I just kind of hope that it's not more, like, battlefront-type stuff,
1: you know? Or if, if they were going to do something like that again, it'd be nice to have, like, st- a Star Wars strategy game where you were, like, trolling mm-hmm. all the fleets of X-Wings or, like, yeah. snow speeders or something, you know? And, you know, not Football Manager, what am I thinking of? Um, yeah, yeah. Red Alert kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've done anything like that before?
0: Because Red right Alert right was the superior Command and Conquer.
1: Oh, yeah. There's another one, yeah. <laughs> command and Conquer, that was what I was thinking of, yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Something, or Just something a bit different, isn't it? I'm, I'm kind of a bit multi mass multiplayer outed, you know, just want kind of some simpler games again, single player or s- simple strategy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, and then it'll yeah, probably so, be, if it's not Destiny, uh, what's the other, um, like, all the modern Call of Duty and Titans, you know, probably be in, like, mechanized suits or something, Star Wars characters running around really fast and <laughs> taking mm-hmm. each other.
0: Sorry, the, the game I mentioned earlier was actually Empire at War, not Galaxy at War. Ah, yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: okay, so that would be interesting to see what they, they come out with next.
0: Yep. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully it uh, works out in the end. Um, But to be completely honest, them taking Amy Hennig off of whatever it is, if so, they're in talks about what they're going to do with her, I guess. So I guess she could end up back on the project. But taking her off is probably not something that we want. (laughs) Mm. Um, just, Just because, you know, Amy Hennig is pretty awesome. So. All right. So, speaking of potentially adding microtransactions to stuff, um, we've got a couple of complimentary stories here. The, so, the ESRB uh, doesn't consider loot boxes gambling. And this happened just after uh, the last episode, after we recorded and before I posted. So, I posted a link to this. Uh, Open Critic is taking a stance on loot crate uh, microtransactions. So, uh, it's kind of a lot to wrap your head around. I like that open critic is taking a stance. Um, they were basically saying that they thought that that kind of information should be upfront Mm -hmm. about how, um, you know, the business, I can't remember the exact words, uh, how the business strategy of the game works. Yeah. So transactions. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they're looking into ways of displaying that across the site Mm -hmm. so that that information is readily available. Um, which, ESRB. Sorry,
1: good. Yeah, which which makes sense. It, it's quite good, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people seem to jump on their throats for how they sort of um, announced this. Uh, some people took it as a very negative or sort of uh, sort of attacking posture. But I mean, you know, it's it is as we've discussed in this podcast, there's a lot of negativity to loot crates and microtransactions purely, I mm-hmm. think, if you look at the way certainly our polls and things reflect it. They say that on the whole, the idea of them, people aren't against, but the vast way they've been implemented, they've been implemented very negatively or or very miserly. So (laughs) they're not, but I wouldn't say they're popular, (laughs) put it one way. So when they say you're taking a stance, they're sort of saying, look, we're we're saying this needs to be incorporated, much like, you know, um, if there's any bugs in it, if, um, you know, if, if, if there's a horrendous amount of loading time. I mean, there's some games I've liked, but the loading times have just been so ridiculously bad. I can't play it. You just can't play it. It makes it unplayable.
0: Yeah, there are just some things that are, are kind of deal breakers. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's fair so, enough.
1: It's, it's good. I wish mm-hmm. more places would do that, and uh, hopefully, a lot more reviews and sites and things and magazines and stuff will start to try and include that in there because it's it's got to be up front because um, that that's very important to a lot of gamers.
0: Yeah, so um, what they were saying was, uh, and there's over a few tweets, we're looking into ways to add business model information to OpenCritic. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts on how we can categorize and display business model intrusiveness on game pages in a fair and scalable way.
1: Yeah, so that's that, the sensible that, thing.
2: Yeah.
3: I think that um, reviews should include not only the information, but also the effect, um, because that's the point of a review. But any Mm -hmm. review aggregator that injects its own opinion on the aggregate reviews is then pushing its own agenda rather than being an independent collation of other people's opinions. So then you might as well just write your own review and stop pretending to be
2: just a source.
0: Yeah, that's a Mm -hmm. very valid point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a... So I don't know how you would meta-analyze something like that out of countless reviews, especially when, you know, I'm sure a lot of the reviews will not use the particular words that they might need to sort of identify it automatically, because obviously they don't go through this stuff by hand. Hmm. Um, So I I don't know how you would go about doing that. Um, So unless they have... I think
3: the option is there. Um, From things that I've heard, they may intent to do it manually
0: which is not necessarily a bad thing um hopefully i mean right now it's still at a point where it might be manageable but in the future it may not be so we'll see how this goes obviously they're in the planning stages so uh it's worth keeping an eye on and as you pointed out you know they i don't i don't think i agree i don't think they should be putting their own thoughts on it if their goal is really to just be an aggregate I don't think that's, uh, like...
1: I mean, if they're up front and they tell you that this is our summary or our opinion, there's nothing wrong sure. with that, is there? I mean, it, everyone's... I guess you, just, you can just dismiss it if you're not interested in that and just look at the pure aggregate. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't hold it against a aggregate site that they've added their own comment at the bottom. The one thing I have a problem is with when there are ones that are quite obviously fiddling... With the data and the numbers and not including different sources and things. That's where I have a problem.
3: Cough,
0: with meadow, critic, Cough, it. cough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Naming no sure. names.
0: I mean,
3: Applying I mean, a weighted average, which is still scientific, even if it is secretive.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, uh, well, I mean, obviously that's what Open Critic is about, is being transparent. And in doing so I don't think they weight stuff, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they make so two main advantages of open critic being that
3: the score presented is completely unweighted, and the other one being that you can make your own filters of um which sides you yeah. trust and don't trust.
0: If if they but did I include their own opinion, I think obviously then you just for them, the obvious thing is to be very clear, hey, this is our opinion yeah. on what this is.
1: Yeah. Mind you, can. it's all it's all moot, isn't it? Because the one word, the letter, the word I've got trouble with there is critic, and I don't trust them anymore. <laughs> Which is quite funny because I come <laughs> across as one, don't I? So <laughs> just just based on movie critics, just based on like movie industry at the moment, I seem to disagree completely with critics. And when you look on certain other movie aggregate sites and you see the disparity between the critics and the audience score, you think, hang on a minute. Something's not right there. Yeah. <laughs> well I mean it's Inspiracy. really about Yeah. Well no you not, just well, just probably backhanded money, isn't it? Or um the, so Or, or less willingness is. to be a less willingness to be honest for fear of uh damaging to reputation, I think are probably well, two factors.
0: Well is tell me how you really feel. <laughs> what?
1: I'm speaking specifically about (laughs) about the movie industry there, but I'm hoping it hasn't spread to the gaming industry. On the other
3: story that you've linked, um, the ESRB doesn't consider loot boxes gambling. Two things about that. Um, First of all, the ESRB, um, as many listeners probably know, is the American ratings board um, Mm -hmm. compared to Europe's now... Peggy Pan European Gaming Information. Um, so the ESRB's opinion is somewhat regional, still obviously relevant given a lot of mm-hmm. American gaming companies. Um, but I think the whole doesn't consider loot boxes gambling thing is currently a universal conclusion, which is obviously a yeah. point for discussion. I,
0: I think so. I think most people will agree to some extent that loot boxes are not gambling per se like and and that's kind of always just about everybody i've heard talk about this pretty much everybody is like well technically it's not gambling but it's designed to
3: agree and i can go into that later but i want to let you finish
0: yeah yeah well i mean i i think it's close enough to be gambling realistically like it it is gambling and I, i do think that there is should be some kind of oversight like but technically especially from a US legal standpoint as gambling is defined legally it is not from what i understand actually gambling um so in that regard the ESRB is probably being accurate uh though as somebody pointed out, since their job is kind of to inform consumers, regardless one way or the other of whether or not it's gambling, it should be presenting that information just the same as vulgar language you know? I was going to
1: say it <laughs> it's it, it certainly i yeah because they they liken it to card collecting don't they so it's yeah. it's it isn't it isn't isn't it gambling um it's it's certainly well, addictive and addictive behavior isn't it and they're playing and, on In that. the
0: same way. Yeah, in the same way as traditional gambling. It, yeah. it is addictive in that way.
1: I guess it's because you get something. You always get something. Mm-hmm. Whereas gambling, I guess there's a chance of getting nothing. You lose completely. But, meh. Nah, R- which,
0: which, if that's... If, if that's gambling, really the case, if that's not gambling, that's...
1: then there needs to be another category that is like addiction. This is an addictive game, and not like yeah. oh, it's great fun, it's like on it's, it's got addictive things. tendencies in it.
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that have addictive tendencies. Caffeine since is is 2008.
1: Well, we've yeah, had warnings um, about but... them, uh, caffeine constantly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, right? But so, if if that's really the what we're using as the line for gambling, then to me it seems like that what casinos need to do is you don't win nothing, give them a freaking penny, and just call <laughs> it a day. It's like that's such an arbitrary line that they we're tra- using specifically only money, and it's in cases where you can get absolutely nothing. That in, that to me sounds absurd.
3: In my um, might come about though, perspective. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, and you shouldn't yeah. take my advice. Um, or,
0: or any of ours, really, because none of us are. I haven't passed the bar yet.
3: <laughs> I think, in my opinion, that it's a common misconception that the idea that you can't win anything... Uh, no, the, the idea that you definitely win something is making it automatically not gambling. And it may, in American law, be that way. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding of... Um, England's laws and the UK's laws um that's not true and in fact um I'm sort of you kind of got to bear with me because I don't want to like misspeak uh, yeah I don't want to say something that's not true but from what I understand reading from the gambling act 2005 um for anyone that wants to reference it um British law is all available on the web Um, the main concession being that it doesn't always show the amendments, Um, but from the Gambling Act of 2005, as it was at the time, um, look at Section 6, because in that section you get a breakdown of what that act defines gambling as. Um, And it's all in, like, legalese, as it were. So, here we go. Um, For the purpose of this act, a person plays a game of chance for a prize whether or not he risks losing anything in, at the game, so oh, yeah, okay, hmm. and also, um, wow, well, so many other things, so many other clauses of this thing, but yeah, like basically, I see no indication that um, winning nothing is not an automatic, like winning nothing oh, is yeah. an automatic outcome. Yeah, card. to
0: me, to me, I mean, just from the fundamental english meaning of the word gambling to me it is gambling this is gambling you're you're wagering and you are potentially getting something you know and and that winning is randomized
1: Mm. oh yeah no i mean it's it's a gamble by by definition isn't it but i've found actually found some information about peggy for the um europeans out there um Mm -hmm. dirk bozeman um of Peggy said uh, much of what I just said a minute ago. Actually, loot crates are not are currently not considered gambling. You always get something when you purchase them, even if it's not what you hoped for. for yeah. That reason, the loot crate system does not trigger the gambling content descriptor. But they also say it's not up to Peggy to decide whether something is considered gambling or not. That's defined yeah. by the national gambling laws. Um, I but guess what they're saying is problem, it's a
3: very grey area, and European. they haven't. Hmm. They're a European organization. Um, so they are sort of true in terms of their overall scope, mm. but in terms of the laws within the UK, they haven't addressed them. Yeah. Sure gotcha. right
1: There's a gray area there it's, that they're not quite. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a, it's a hairy
3: thing. Um, they're like, it's really not my problem. I'm just doing my job, which is fair because <laughs> this is too much of a problem for them to, they're not getting paid enough for. So,
0: well, I mean it, at the very least it's, it's, defining gambling is a little bit outside their purview. Um, However, you know, passing along that information, you know, there should be some way
3: of doing it. Well, the ESRB said in their replies that they do address um, gambling in, um, whether it's included, they have the, uh, it says, should there be any gambling or gambling related mechanics in a game? ESRB assigns one of two content descriptors as part of the rating. Mm-hmm. So they currently do sort of mention sure. where there is. Yeah. It's obviously not what most people would like, but yeah. again, um, it's not their job to do that.
0: Yeah. One of one of the interesting things that I, I heard um I was listening to, kinda of funny. Um and they somebody mentioned that the uh gambling addiction is roughly equivalent in terms of pervasiveness to photosensitive seizure warning, to, to photosensitive seizures. And they get a warning, so why is there... Like, oh, I, can't there be some I, kind of warning up front? Huh? Who said that?
3: What horrible person said that?
0: I don't know. But I, that was my reaction. I was like, really, it's that low? <laughs> like, That's like...
3: No, but, I mean, that kind of argument is like saying... Um, like, you pick one horrible disease or illness and you pick another one and you say oh look there's um there's a lot of attention for um i don't know multiple sclerosis why aren't these other diseases getting attention like that's not you can't lament the 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 sort of kindness that one group gets and say why can't we get this kindness you have to sort of hope for that independently
0: well like, i mean i think that i think that's I can understand that, and I'm not saying that they have to. What I'm saying is that putting that at the beginning of a game is not a kindness. That's like kind of basic. That's almost legal uh, disclaimer. Mm-hmm. You know, they put that
3: they put that there because some people, maybe a small amount of people, but some people do suffer from photosensitive epilepsy, um, yeah, sure. and if they were to not have that warning and they were to suffer like they yeah. you wouldn't want that would you no so, they'd be liable
1: for that wouldn't they yeah so i mean saying literally the same simple. people who have a gambling addiction it should have a warning on there about gambling lest the same thing happen there should be should be the same shouldn't it i mean did you say what the what the I content descriptors the harm, really did you say what the content descriptors were um, for ESRB? i didn't be?
3: i didn't continue reading that i thought um i thought i'd Close enough. Uh, here we go. It's um, simulated gambling. Yeah. Player can simulate gambling without betting or wagering real cash or currency, and real gambling. Player can actually gamble, including betting or wagering with real cash or currency.
0: I mean, just just to throw it out there, I don't really know what falls under simulated gambling if loot crates don't. I, I um, guess. It would be I mean, I guess like it's when if there's... you.
1: So take like, take Assassin's like Creed Revelations. In that Final there's a Fantasy? there's a game yeah, okay. where you can you can you can uh, was it picking cards and you have got to get the right numbers or something right. and you bet f- no, it's not Florence or, in that one is it? It's whatever whatever's in that one. I've forgotten what the actually no. I think it was Brotherhood. Yeah. Brotherhood was it? Well, Florence. Again, Red Dead Redemption's
0: yeah. got poker in it. Which yeah, would be
1: simulated I, it's it's current. It's current. It's representative of real-world currency, but it's in the game, and you you get it yeah. by the by the you know by virtue of the game just giving it to you every twenty minutes or something. You know, it's yeah, you know, that, that and that's it. So I guess that is simulated gambling because essentially using currency, but you're not having to pay to get that currency, and I guess you're not even having to do much except just wait in game to get it. I suppose Mm -hmm. that's another thing, you know, Assassin's Creed where they give you money every 20 minutes or, like, Gears of War or something where you've actually got to play through waves and levels and things and and get credits. Is there a difference to those two as well? Well, so...
3: We we probably need to wrap up on this, but I will Mm. say that one thing that people in the gaming industry... Well, oh, not necessarily in the industry. I mean, in like the fan base of for gaming, um, we need to be mindful that we realize the difference between gaming and video gaming, because most of the laws talk about gaming, and when they talk about gaming, they're actually talking about um, casino-style gaming yeah. and what, uh, slot what, machines and so on. Video whereas video thing, gaming is different in the law.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like slots, for instance, are considered gaming, Yeah. gambling. Um, even if they happen to be video slots <laughs> <Yeah>. so most <laughs> of these rules that are talk about video. gaming and
3: gambling are actually only talking about those kinds and they're not yeah. yet yeah. encompassed into video games
0: well yeah. hey if, you, if they don't get smart sooner or later it might include those so they might want to consider being a little bit more transparent Um. anyways so or, let's or move on to the, something or not yeah. in the
1: case of Activision <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, so this one is not terribly executed, but like, man, it just sounds gross talking about it. So Activision had patent a microtransaction sort of machine to figure out how to present microtransactions to people. Uh, and so they, they filed this patent, I think it was 2015 and they, according to Activision, they, are, they have not implemented it yet, uh, so this is not something that's happening just yet. But basically, this system is designed to pair you with people that have things that you may want to purchase. So uh, the example that they give is, for instance, let's say that you play uh, Call of Duty, and you really like using sniper rifles, then they may pair you with somebody who has a sniper rifle, like a, a good player that has a sniper rifle that you might want to buy because clearly you like sniping. And then you play with this person and the idea is you see them using it and kicking ass, and then you would want to buy that sniper rifle.
3: Um, and you, is
0: that one of their examples or
3: is
2: that one of yours?
0: I believe I read that example somewhere. Um, I don't know if it was the linked article or something else. I think that might actually be in the patent because they use a lot of examples in the patent. The patent is quite extensive. Um, I haven't read the full patent. So basically what they
1: are talking about is is profiling the player's behavior, inventory, and everything to get a a, a picture of that player's likes and then artificially Manipulating the system so they're matched with players or or matches or things that will further entice them into purchasing uh, uh, addable content that they can provide there. So it's it's Mm -hmm. very much literally like (laughs) like someone spying on me, noticing that I like a McDonald's, and then literally just um, pulling up in front of me and going (laughs) and handing it in front of me and going, "Ah, that'll cost you ten quid."
3: Or maybe pulling yeah, surprising. yeah, Um web advertising has been doing that for many years.
0: Yeah, yes, I mean it's essentially so it's Do, essentially that same, same sort of thing. Except um it's actually it's being used in matchmaking. Yeah. So it's not just like, hey, you know, this bar on the side of the screen is used for ads and they present you with ads that you might want this is actually something that could impact gameplay because instead of uh, matching you with people of similar skill level or whatever they may choose to match you with somebody that is better that has a thing that you might want to buy intentionally to get you to buy the thing
1: i think prince is close but it's not the regular ads it's those ads that kind of pop up and take over your browser and start opening more no, pop ups. Right. Yeah, yeah, it is,
2: it is then it's like
1: I can't get back to what I was doing. Go away. But the get thing is me.
3: I think it's not as sinister as you think it is. I mean it could be, but the the thing that makes me think it's not as bad as it looks is um imagine that I, when I'm looking at this design, I'm looking at the flowchart and I'm thinking there's only one split in the flowchart. And that only that split only occurs when they think it's not useful to bother doing this on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole design is basically just to look for something you might want, show it to you, make it look good, and then you might want to buy it. Which is basically yeah. like how the fashion industry works. Well, I was going to um, say this,
0: this isn't thing drastically is, different from normal salesmanship,
3: really. Yeah. So if it was something like hats or like wicked armor or something like that, and you saw you went into a match and someone on your team or the other team just absolutely bosses the whole match and looks awesome doing it in this wicked like horse armor or whatever it is. Um, (laughs) I don't know why a player is wearing horse armor but anyway. um, So that makes it look really good and you sort of, maybe you save a video clip of that or you upload it to YouTube or you just keep it in your memory Um, and then that might make you think I want that armor, I want to be looking cool in that sure. armor, like the Hayabusa armor in Halo, um, the early Halo games. stuff so, like that. Like You yeah. think, I want that. Um, and that's that why it? you might it's buy it. It's
1: crossing um, a line between advertising. Yes, you, you watch TV, yeah. and in between the entertainment programs, there are adverts. And they They are explicitly told to you that they are an advert, and they are painting their, their products in a wonderful light, enticing you to get them. What you don't see is watching a football match where the players come out, they're dressed in the exactly kind of outfits that you would like to wear, and they're literally running up past you and it's, kicking a ball into a goal and winning
0: right in front of you going, yay, thanks, goodness my Nike shoes." I don't sugar. know.
3: I mean, people buy football jerseys for no apparent reason. <laughs> well,
0: that's true. So, I'm just going to compare this to actual salesmanship. So, they did actually provide a flow chart for how this is supposed to work. So, step one, Step one is identify an oh, item that may be, may be relevant to a to a first player. Step two, identify a second player that possesses the item. Step three, tune match variables and or coefficients to match first and second player. Step four, match first and second players. Step five is a question. First player purchased item? If yes, place first player in a gameplay session for which the item is effective. And if no, update player profile to indicate non-purchase. I mean, that's very hard to digest, but
3: like like I said before, the summary of it is basically find something you might like, show it to you, make it look cool. And if it worked on you, then you're part of the cycle. If it didn't work on you, then just stop bothering with you.
0: Sort of. So this, to me, so not much of this is different from normal salesmanship. You do all sorts of stuff when you're selling a thing. For instance, when you buy something, one of the things that you do is basically you confirm that the person made a good purchase, that you're you're sort of boosting their confidence after they've purchased this thing so they feel good about it and are maybe apt to buy more of it or more stuff from you. Um, however- oh,
1: hold, hold on when- there for a second. In, in some of the current systems that are deployed there's a few developers who could do with just reading that bit again (laughs) because (laughs) i have to hold my hand up i am not one of these holier-than-thou that have never done a microtransaction or a loot box i have to say i i was i don't know if that's holier-than-thou holler with me if you're if you're staying strong (laughs) i (laughs) i i i i'm not as good as any of those i i did fall into the trap, and I did purchase a few, regrettably. (laughs) Um, And I can say, on most of the occasion... I did not get that good feeling afterwards of, oh, what I got was good. Most of the time, I'm actually getting a feeling of, goddammit, why did I do that? That was not a waste. Yeah. Or, are you kidding me? This is horrible. Or, oh, in the earlier days, my goodness, there are literally two or three duplicates within the same pack. This is just evil, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a few you could do with rereading that bit to, uh, to do it, so, but, yeah, <laughs>
0: carry on. So, so to me, really, the the closer analogy would be if, for instance, I was – at work and I was you know trying to sell something and I had somebody who walked into the store wearing whatever hat it happened to be pretending to be a customer and using that to make a sale now it's not entirely the same because this is not somebody that I'd be paying but it's still somebody that is unwittingly being used to make a sale um mm. which is kind of gross like this this person is sort of inadvertently being used to make a testimonial it is essentially a testimonial and they are not aware that they're making it mm. in this instance which is kind of gross <laughs> i guess yeah
3: i mean i think technically you're right but right. i don't really see that that's a problem from my perspective
0: you, well, that's I my mean,
3: opinion as well
0: i i think it's I think it's how it's used. You know, there's there's a difference between like, oh yeah, somebody just bought that and uh, something else completely different from like taking a picture of that person, wearing it and, and using that without the person's knowledge. No, I mean,
3: they're playing the game and they're playing the game on purpose, I hope. Mm-hmm. So to put them in uh, a multiplayer match is not really uh, no, doing but them a wrong.
1: What I think what I'm well, saying to- is it's the manipulation that is quite uncomfortable isn't it not only just the unwilling participant but if, if they say right their next match conditions will be picked so the new item will be useful to the player is that not very basically pay to win Because basically saying no. he bought that sniper rifle and in this this is the next match is going to be a sniper match and he's going to win because no, he's, I'm hoping he's got the best really. sniper rifle whereas well you know the next match is
0: perceived it's a perceived pay-to-win, because yeah. the, what they're trying to create the, is the perception that the item is valuable, whether or not it actually is.
1: But then so it's the other people who didn't buy anything and are just trying to match make and play the game are being disadvantaged.
0: Not necessarily.
3: Again... I mean, the flowchart itself doesn't indicate that. I mean, the yeah. option is there, yeah. but I have no evidence of that. So,
0: like I said, like to me, it, it is more just how gross it sounds to really think about this like they mm. are manipulating it so that people are seeing these items and being presented with these items um in a in a way that is fundamentally different than just playing the game because if it was just playing the game then people would pass by this person in matchmaking that was wearing the hat and maybe buy it but it's not mm. quite that it's Sort of trying to funnel people in a certain way so as to maximize that um,
1: and, and, and it's it's manipulating the next match to make that a benefit after that, presumably it's not going to be any any better, is it yeah. or any worse or whatever you don't know, do you but it's just the no fact idea. that for the next immediate match they're going to make it seem like that was a really good purchase, and then after that and it's like, oh you know no, you I don't think something that's else part of their when, design. Well,
0: yeah so. I don't know that it's necessarily ethically wrong to do this. Um, I don't think it's illegal to do this. Um, and some people may argue that it's perfectly fine to do this because you are participating in a an, an environment created by this company. Um, however, well, I guess regardless, it it's... It, you just kind of anytime you get into like this kind of deep psychology and whatever, it's kind of gross just to look at it and say, these people tried to create a flow chart to make me do a thing unwittingly. It's, it's like, barely a flow chart. It, it's, well, one that's line it's, it's not complicated. It's almost more insulting is that it's like, oh, you know, it, it, your decision process could be like parts of a hundred parts of a flow chart and they've shrunk it down to what? Seven. <laughs>
3: I guess, but the thing is that um, it's basically just matchmaking, and they're just being a bit more, like a bit more intelligent about the people they have put together. That's as sinister as I guess, like, mm-hmm. as far as I can
0: tell. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't adversely. Nicely. Yeah, hopefully not adversely affecting the gameplay experience. There's no evidence
3: of any stat changing or anything like that.
1: The match conditions would be picked, so the new item would be useful to the player. If it's a cosmetic item, it's not going to matter, is it? I mean, that's one of the arguments. Some people are quite happy for all of this, as long as it's cosmetic only, but as soon as you start, oh, it's useful to the player, there's an advantage, there's a benefit, then it starts to be, you know, play to progress, or play to do better, or pay to win, or whatever the other ones are. I
0: mean, again, what is presented in that step is that if it's choosing the conditions of the next match based around that concept that is going to put you into something whereby you so the was it player in a gameplay session for which the item is effective then at least one player is being put into that match already prepared for that match in a way that the other players may not be
1: mm.
0: now, that last that last
1: box
3: is just an indicator that that person is then used as the second player in the above. So the cycle repeats.
0: Well, that might be the purpose of what it is, but what it is actually saying is play, place first player in a gameplay session. For, oh, I get what you're saying. You're saying effective, effective, as in
3: it's used.
0: Effective not for the first player, but effective for the, this process.
3: Yes. Gotcha. Okay. It serves its purpose. That's the purpose of the last
0: part. Yeah, box. I mean,. Uh, I think that they specifically in the example used um, that it would be effective to the player, uh, but I, I don't remember, and there's no way in hell that I'd be able to actually find it. So, okay. All right. um, let's move
1: I, on. yeah, Please. I would say, I would say, plus based on experience of what developers have done so far, that's probably <laughs> what they were, gonna, yeah. what they were it going is,
0: for. I
3: definitely <gasps> concede that it's possible that it's it can be used for civil, evil things.
0: Yeah,
3: as evil. As things. I <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. No, I would go that far. <laughs> 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 Not in many cases, but in some cases, yeah. Evil. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Proper, proper evil. Uh, yeah. Okay, so anyways. Satan would be was, proud. That was okay. a really weird thing. How about another really weird thing? Sony is set to publish games on Switch and PC. Uh, you said that you're moving to the more thoughtful
3: um, stories. I didn't want to say anything, but at this point, there's going to be short stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sony, under its music entertainment branch, is going to be uh, creating a publishing arm. Uh, what was it? Untie's. Which will be publishing all sorts of um, games, primarily focusing on indie games and trying to you know, float up the best of the indie world. Uh, but it will also be publishing, in, in an effort to um, present it to as many people as possible, uh, cross-platform. They specifically do not mention Xbox or Microsoft at any point, but they do mention Switch and PC. Um, and... I don't think it would be a stretch to be to say that it would be potentially mobile too. but I do know that PlayStation, in particular, is set to make games for mobile.
1: So. Did you say there were indie titles? So are they the types not to have trophies to begin with? or is, no, no, no. If they had trophies, no, how's that going to work on PC with achievements, or Switch without anything?
0: They'll just develop just some, them for those. Well, I mean... I mean, realistically, third parties have been doing this for forever. You know, it's not like because FIFA came out on Switch, which apparently sucked, um, <laughs> that FIFA, FIFA on PS4 didn't have trophies or anything like that. You know, it, the the PS4 version was probably the primary developed version, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't change the fact that it came to Switch without trophies or what have you. But but the it, main core of this um,
3: news and what makes it surprising is that um, historically, uh games published by first parties have only arrived on first party platforms so nintendo mm-hmm. publishes um a third well nintendo publishes a different company's game for example bayonetta not made by nintendo but published by nintendo mm-hmm. it will only appear on the wii u that was the understanding yep. and for sony um for the games that aren't their first party studios but were still published by them yeah um only you to appear on sony and same with microsoft you can think of examples um so this makes a difference because now sony is thinking we've got these games that we haven't made but we're funding we might as well try and get some more revenue from them by releasing them on other platforms and tiny metal i think is an excellent example because tiny metal if you've heard of it is the one which is like one of two games that are um, two I know of that are basically an homage to Advance Wars, mm. and Advance Wars obviously being a Nintendo game. Well, um, well, on from there.
2: Mm.
3: Sorry,
0: good. You can finish.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, Advance was a very popular Nintendo game, so Tiny Metal capitalising on a Nintendo platform, it was just a no-brainer. So mm. for them, for Sony to make this decision. Um, to release this Advance Wars game on a Nintendo platform, it's going to sell tons on Switch. Everyone knows it. So, yeah. I mean, assuming it's not awful, yeah. um, it's just like rather than them releasing it only on PS4 and also PS4 being a home console, mm-hmm. not a great fit for an Advance Wars
1: game. Yeah. You know, Re- so, Re- reading good between for them. the lines there, I see a few interesting suggestions.
2: Sure. I think,
1: Well, obviously. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch is quite new, quite popular. As you say, it's not a home console. Well, it is a home console, but it's also a mobile console, isn't it? Yeah. And as yeah. of late, you know, beta, PSP, that lot, chances of another Sony handheld are quite slim. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, unless you're really dedicated in Japan or whatnot, it's it's kind of on the way out, isn't it, the Vita, so. I guess in okay. their hedging their bets here by well, let's see how well we do publishing on on the Switch, aren't we? Hmm. Um, and uh, I certainly hope it's not an indication that they're going the way of Sega. <laughs>
0: <None> of <them laughs> no, 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 Sony's <laughs> winning this generation. No, but uh, I mean, it does. It does maybe add another nail to the coffin for Vita. Yeah, um, exactly. it does. It it does kind of have a feeling of well, we want to capitalize on the mobile market but we don't want to make a Vita and this is somewhere in between. Uh, well, I mean, it's not just for the possibility factor. It's just oh, clearly it's from putting
3: it on more platforms because sure. it's PC as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and so they've got um, last standard, which is coming to PC and other to be announced consoles, which I have no idea what the hell that means. Uh, <laughs> Markava avalanche, which is a 3d robot action game for PC and possibly other platforms and a PS4 game, uh, demo or demo reborn i don't know it's a working title uh which is to be available with vr compatible compatibility for ps4 um
3: that's a funny one because um so if i'm reading that line correctly so demo reborn mm-hmm. is um coming to psvr mm-hmm. and also part of this option for sony to publish on other platforms what are the platforms <laughs> uh so it's If it's a VR
0: game, right? Like, unless you're going to release it on one of the PC VR options, my personal guess is maybe they're trying to get some additional funding from the other VR companies. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's the only thing that really makes sense if they're going to eventually bring it to VR. But I mean, maybe it's not only VR. Well, yeah. Um, Of course, I guess the other thing is it is still Sony, so they may want to push primarily the PS4 version, especially if that's going to be coming out first
1: at it
3: now it's, i'm it's
0: curious if
1: if they're out to sort of get get more revenue and and spread to other areas, why they there's no inclusion of the mobile market on here
0: yeah they didn't include it um so playstation though is making games and i'm specifically mean the playstation division is is set to be making games for mobile
1: yeah okay because even nintendo are doing it now so i mean come on there's no excuse for anyone now Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and i mean they did did, did already make a couple of one-offs before uh they did one with um uncharted if i remember correctly uh but so that's maybe that's why maybe that is falling under the playstation umbrella whereas this is kind of a little bit more uh targeted i don't mm. know we'll see i wouldn't be surprised if some of this stuff does end up
3: on mobile phones um i mean these to be clear none of this is about making games it's just about funding and yes. allowing the publishing on other platforms right
0: this is a publisher The sony is publishing mm. these games they're not developing they may i i wouldn't be surprised if they assisted in some way but that's not their primary role they are publishing these games
1: hmm. oh, they're uh, so, more money, probably for more of their failing films
0: <laughs> no no yes. for their failing <laughs> music Completely clearly that's why it's under sony music <laughs> uh so speaking of, of uh publishers there's also and this is our last one this is a kind of an odd one so ign has bought uh humble which is responsible for the uh humble bundle the humble store, humble monthly, and for the uh humble publishing so that's a kind of a weird thing, and I don't necessarily think anything insidious is going on here, but it's really head scratching and does present some interesting
1: questions that's a that's a lot of humble does it include humble pie
0: <laughs> sorry uh <laughs> probably not <laughs> i don't i don't see ign suddenly crashing because they bought humble so um so i mean um humble bundle is occasionally interesting mm-hmm. but
3: ign isn't so that doesn't bode well
0: yeah well so i mean it's mostly the the reason why this is news is more from like a well they have a store now that well they have a company that publishes games. And they literally just published a review for a game that they are now responsible for publishing. Oh, that's dark. Yes. So, I mean, they, (laughs) they, they, that they reviewed the game before they even knew that they were buying it. Because the editorial pool obviously wasn't told that they were buying it. I've I've caught up with you now. I see um, the crux of the problem. And the humble store, they make money selling games. So (laughs) it's like it presents. Well, I don't know that's so much a conflict. Well, yeah. So yeah. as as people have pointed out, the interesting thing with the store is that if it sells a wide enough variety of games, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, uh, well, it's like linking to Amazon, really. You know, theoretically, you get a little bit of money if people end up buying whatever the thing happens to be. But if they're selling everything, then it's not like you're going to tank one score in favor of scoring something else better or whatever to influence people to buy your stuff. Um, However, it's just the uh, idea that if you're actually publishing games, then you're and reviewing a, them and uh, uh, like, you're getting a really appearing to be
3: independent.
2: Pie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be a conflict. Like if they actually <coughs> segregate their business, there's plenty of businesses that have all sorts of weird branches and whatever. It doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah, have to I be a problem. IGN will. There's, there's, no, there's no more integrity on the animations. internet.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, I mean, IGN has been very corporate for quite a while now
0: that's true yeah it's so regardless it's just worth mentioning that uh you know always take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt buyer beware in those types of things um th- there's Can no empty or... yeah that too uh well no it's the same thing never mind <laughs> i know i was being facetious <laughs> I, I was yeah yeah i'm i'm with you it it is very simply just keep your eyes open for this kind of stuff um it's worth paying attention to and knowing that this is a thing that is happening. So. Yes. Anyway, so we're going to probably fly through the the rest of this, but uh, the topic of the week is going to be a little bit short, um, which kind of worked out. Uh, so this was recommended. I think this was high ed. that uh, sent this one in, which was uh which character would you be a good voice for? Um, so do you guys have any particular voices that you would be good for? Do you think? Uh personally oh, Batman. Yeah, I can totally see that one. <laughs> okay. I know. Um I don't know. I feel I feel like you could do uh probably several other Batman villains and that would work pretty good. You you could do a, a good Robin too. Uh I okay. I don't think you've got quite the, the graveliness of a of a dark knight, unfortunately. I I can eat gravel. <laughs> yeah. Well that's that's how that works. <laughs> I'll
1: get dry through
3: yeah <laughs> it depends how much percentage of your breakfast was just
0: gravel <laughs> uh new kettle so, like <laughs> turn the milk <laughs> nasty i think i think it'd be fun to do solid snake i don't know if it would actually work for me but uh, i just like whenever i'm listening to a podcast and somebody's like you know metal gear or whatever and, and in my head Metal just, Gear, yeah exactly in my head i just go metal gear you know oh, that's good Yeah. So, like for that kind of thing, I kind of can't help doing that. And I feel like I would have a lot of fun doing that. So I I would like to say that I could do solid snake. I don't know how well that works. Um, I'm just going to say for the record
3: also, because um, I don't want to improperly attribute people Uh, that one, that question came from our our listener Plinkett and ah, apologies for getting which one it was. Thank quite you. a while ago yeah. It yeah. taken us a while to get to it
0: well i mean it was two episodes ago um i don't even know was that this month i think that was this month
3: i'm oh no maybe it was three months ago going to be kind to you and say it was longer ago than you think
0: no i think <laughs> it was because it was it was two weeks ago we were sort of thinking about doing it but that was the first episode in like a month so yeah it's been a little while since uh since that so so sorry Plinkett. it <laughs> but my question is yep which medical
3: gear voice actor? Because obviously oh, there fuck. can only be one.
0: Yeah, no, there's only one answer to that. It's going to be David Hayter. <laughs> yeah,
1: the original. <laughs> uh,
0: you I, you know, I, gonna have I don't mind Kiefer out. Sutherland, but just no, like no, <laughs> don't mind it, but
1: just no, <laughs>
3: well, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: Him <laughs> doing his best impression. Yeah, yeah. I just Kiefer Sutherland, not not so much. Like, what did he even say in that game? Aside from telling the, course, the horse to woe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, right. He was mad a few words, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a little
0: bit tough, isn't it? Like, trying to remember what he was saying? No, I, I have no idea. Um,
1: I guess the question
3: is which character. But, spoiler alert.
0: Right. Oh,
3: sorry. That that I would do? I, I mean, I would like to do... No, 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 never mind. I'm going to let that hang for anyone who gets it. Anyway. No, Okay um yeah.
1: so, what, so you, what would you say i've, I've got a sniper aimed at you uh, prince um what would i say oh i don't i don't know i think someone should tell me what do you think i sound as a good voice for
3: I, well i I'd would like... like to hear both i would like to hear your own guess and I've... Brandon's recommendation
0: yeah i've actually got one in mind for you so what what do you think first before i put it in, what,
1: in your head? what do i think um what's that annoying one from final fantasy 15 <laughs> Polo, no. What's his name? <laughs> oh, oh, Prompto. Prompto, thank you. Prompto. Polo.
2: I <laughs> don't even
0: know. Actually, how actually, many hundreds I did you? <laughs> that that didn't even that didn't occur to me. But actually, you'd probably be a pretty good Ignis. Who Ace? Yeah, really.
1: Oh, I was thinking Ace. Prince King.
0: for Ignis. I mean, he, rest- his mannerism doesn't necessarily fit, but I think you could. Uh, he could get a little bit stuffy, and I think that would work. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, stuffy. Man. oh that's that's not kind is it <laughs> <laughs> Ace, I don't think you're you're quite proper enough to be Ignis but you are stuffy
1: enough right, and
3: finally, oh, enough no, I was I think you're just you're thinking
1: enough. you're perfect Ignis you're definitely stuffy no, enough I was, I'm
3: mocking Brandon mocking you mocking me <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a lot, a lot of mocking <laughs> <laughs> mocking yeah Third.
3: Uh, yeah sorry to kill it Okay, so what would you voice?
1: What would I voice? Um, I don't know. Uh, Someone who's not too serious on... What comes to your mind? What comes to my mind? Eddie. I don't know, I like, Tails or Knuckles or something, or, um, I don't know. Uh, not,
3: not Sonic, I mean, who even likes Sonic? Nobody likes
1: Is it, it's, there it's like a sort of <laughs> jokey, silly, psychic kind of thing? I don't know. Um,
0: I think I think you would be more Knuckles than a Sonic. I mean, Knuckles has got a little bit more timber to him.
3: Yeah, I don't know. That time when Knuckles wrapped Pumpkin Hill—that was
1: a pun intended. Uh, Perhaps perhaps I could be. If I um, might not have deep enough gruff enough voice for it, I could be Oscar from Gears of War Four, because he was a bit jokey, but he was also kind of serious. (sighs)
0: Oscar was the guy with them at the beginning of the game. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the, he had a beard too,
1: the and crazy. Uncle. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. I, for some reason, like it just popped into my my head. I was like, ah, I feel like Ace could be a, a very strange version of Captain Price. Uh oh, I, I would. That's flat. That's very kind. Yeah, I, I agree. I, but I would like to see that.
1: I'm gonna obviously YouTube that now because I can't remember what his mannerisms were like. I well,
3: he had a regional accent. I can't remember what it was. English? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't think it was English.
2: I don't it's know what it, it was. Was it
3: No, I'm not even gonna attempt because I would offend someone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
0: wait. So, so what character do you think you would do?
3: Who me? Yeah. Oh, it's easy for me. I mean, I don't even have to think about it. You could, when whenever you see the character, you just. Can hear my voice behind it. It's it's obviously link. I mean, they've they've tried to put my voice on it, but someone always stole the voice tapes because they knew that if they did that, they would not be a rating high enough for the game.
0: So, I can get behind that. I would I, like to see that. Yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah.
3: That <laughs> somewhere out there, like in um, a landfill somewhere, there's a copy of Ocarina of Time <laughs> with, with voice my voice track on it and it's like 100 out of 10.
0: I freaking love that because there, there's like there's no voicing acting in that game aside from a couple of sounds. But, yeah, but like is heard. fully okay. voiced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't Prince the Annoying Fairy. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> hey. I'm not going to lie. Ace did a better impression of that than Prince. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> He was that. Yeah,
1: he was the voice
3: of
0: that,
1: that. Need to get like several octaves higher. I think that uh, was like really.
0: <laughs> mm. I would. I would Damn also. Me. I think it'd be kind of fun to do um, one of the dragons from like Skyrim or something.
2: They mm. could be on that. They I, talk. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so uh, did did you guys have any other voices you can think of?
1: I, I suppose I'd like to be. Um, Something maybe maybe not, do. maybe not Ezio, but maybe um, Altair, assassin or something. Sure, yeah, give yeah, with something like that. A
2: assassin. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome cool. to the Brotherhood. All right, so that's that's what you, we think. We realised that
3: right, the the characters in that game were just given English accents because they were afraid that people would not relate to people from middle the Middle East.
0: Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I don't know that. I've not seen that. But you say that. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's total. Well, why would people from whatever century in the Middle East
3: have perfect English accents? Because of the Crusades. In it come predominantly. But <laughs> it They're not going to go talking to each other, their own friends and comrades, in okay. the language and accent of their invaders. No, I
1: suppose I should have said maybe the- Assassin's Creed the- III. Or what's the what's the British one? Syndicate, is it? I can not that
3: Syndicate. one yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that no, was... Yeah, you could, yeah, you could be Jacob. Yeah, right. I was going to go, yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely could see that. All right. So uh, that's that's what we think for our voices. What do you guys think we should voice? <laughs> you should definitely tell us in the comments, because I feel like that could be definitely. a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> and, I'm and in
0: Clearly, you should tell us what you would think that you could do, slash what voice would you want to do? That's that's a lot to put in one comment, but
3: yeah, that's I would rather hear that than all the bad
0: things. <laughs> yeah, <that> I <laughs> what kind of crap side? <laughs> like the donkey. We should, cafe. yeah, right. <laughs> all right, it's that time. It is time for popular trophies.
1: Yee. the 15 most popular trophies this week on TrueTrophies dot com, October seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Let's see. Um, first, we we've got to say goodbye to. Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, uh, I've forgotten this one. It's a collection. Oh, Abnesia collection. Uh, FIFA 18. <laughs> that, was,
0: that was painful. It, it was Shout so painful that I, I. I had to laugh at it. It was great. That was fantastic. No echoing.
1: <laughs> Monster Jam backgrounds. Uh, Battleground, sorry, not background. <laughs> <Battlegrounds>. <laughs> <laughs> background noise. <laughs> oh dear. Right, hang on. Let me get, let me get back together here. Right. Um, collect yourself. Collect myself. Sorry. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to forget Ace. He forgot himself.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs>
1: <King-wise>. <laughs> get out of hole. Um, lots of new entries this week uh, and a uh, clear first place entry miles out from everyone else. Let's mm-hmm. start at the bottom at spot number nine. Yes, we've got a spot nine this week. It's destiny two at spot 50 trophy. hanging on challenge accepted with 112 wins. No other trophies uh, down from fourth place. So it's, um, taking a decided to shoot there to the bottom of the uh, charts. What do you think? Is that because I think we talked about this one before, didn't we? There's trophies that you kind of unlock. Yeah, there's, tro- there's very few yeah, trophies. And then there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're um, probably, probably not going to be around much longer.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, this uh, This particular one is actually a little bit time-based. You have to complete 30 challenges, which you can actually do probably in two days, because there's three challenges per planet plus the crucible and whatever else. Uh but realistically if you're playing at a moderate pace and you finish probably two or three challenges a day, it would still take a little while to get through. Ah, and it's end game.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: Um ahead of that at spot 8, we've got uh, first of the new entries. We've got uh, WWE 2K18. I said that right? At spot yeah. 49, Trophy Showoff. 113 wins, plus not other trophies. So, just one Sad. win edge there, Head of Destiny. Literally just beat it by a hair. That's
0: actually, that's uh, that's pretty good, because uh, normally, the uh, so this is from this week, so it's only been available to play for a little while.
2: Yeah. A few hours as of taking these numbers. Okey-doke. Yep. Good. Uh, number seven,
1: we got... Uh, Uh, PS Plus titles now, we've got Metal Gear Solid V, Phantom Pain, Spot 42, uh, Trophy Awakening, which I'm pretty sure that's the prologue trophy, Mm -hmm. 122 wins, and one other trophy in the top 50. So people just sort of dipping in there. I think there's an awful lot at the beginning, so a lot of prologue to get through and and other bits before you start unlocking the next batches of trophies, so... um, the prologue itself is quite lengthy so that's probably people making a start and then probably taking a bit of a break
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it is quite an overwhelming intro to just uh how do you wrap your head around that <laughs> you need a couple of days just to recover
1: yes but yeah especially from that uh open um uh hospital gown
2: <laughs> i know right
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, Spot 6, another PS Plus uh, free title. Sky Force Anniversary, spot 39. Uh, trophy, It Wasn't Me, 125 wins, plus two others in the top 50. Down from third place from last week. Still still hanging in there. PS Plus titles usually stick around for a couple of weeks, don't they? Yep.
2: Which
1: is an interesting one, yeah. is that? It looks like a shooter
2: one, isn't it? I'm presuming.
0: I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> surprised that it's been on the chart for what, two, three weeks at this point. point, two weeks, at least.
1: Mm. Uh, takes us up to spot five. Uh, another PS plus free title. Hugh trophy showing true colors, 134 wins <laughs> and four other trophies. In the top 50 down from first place. This was the top spot last week.
0: How the mighty have fallen this week?
1: Mm. Well, it's not surprising when we look at the next next ones. Mm-hmm. All new entries, or I guess we're kind of classing this one as a new entry because it's a new episode of it. So it's yeah. Marvel's Guardians Batman. of the Galaxy, the Telltale series no. at spot four. At, at uh, sorry, Prince at uh, position four, spot twenty-eight in the chart. Women and children first, one hundred forty-nine wins and five other. Trophies, which is, I'm guessing, the uh,
2: whole, uh, whole, whole trophies in that episode. That would be my guess. Mm. Okay,
1: um, then we have uh, the first of the sort of new releases. At number three, it's been a long time coming, but fin- finally, South Park, the fractured butthole is finally here.
3: You were waiting for so long to say that out loud. Shut up! <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he was. <laughs> I wonder if I'm
1: saying out. that. Eh?
0: I wonder how long this one That's will my... linger. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: especially, especially, with the trophy potty trained.
0: I know, right? <laughs> one
2: hundred
1: fifty-two wins. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I think everyone, everyone who's got the game has got that. One. In fact, more people. If unlocked that, then I've got the game. So uh, obviously the stats need to try and catch up with themselves.
0: Catch up, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: which is interesting. The Oops. description says, you know, use a toilet and gain full mastery, but I am i haven't played it yet. I'm waiting for mine to turn up. Um, hmm. I think uh, it's obviously like the first thing you do, are unlock, by the looks of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I wonder if we'll still ever be able to get the uh, noseless rift at home. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, Hopefully not. Mind you, some families have already got um, a f- constant supply of that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at spot two, we've got The Evil Within 2. Uh, mm-hmm. In spot 17, of the top 50 trophy, Welcome to Union, 242 wins and nine other trophies in the top 50. So a good solid showing there. Uh, this is
0: mm-hmm. recent release. Looking yeah, it just good. came out uh, on Friday, I believe. I think this was a Friday release. So a good strong no, no, show. Yeah. You're getting it, I guess. Huh? You're not getting it? Not horror fans? Um, Maybe at some point. I didn't play the first one, so uh, we- we'll see. It's got pretty strong reviews. It does, yeah. I've got more stuff than I know what to do with right now. So
1: yeah, The closest I get into horror is Resident Evil, really. I've not been sort of fan for Silent Hill or any Evil Within or anything like those really. I I end up cowered behind the couch, you know. <laughs> Blanket over and that yeah. <laughs> Big scaredy cat. Um right, which anyone's guess for number one
0: this week? I mean I, I I know because I've been playing this amazing game. Mm. So
2: mm-hmm. Prince, do you know what it is? Uh, sorry
0: i know you know i i'm a spoiler alert
1: spoiler alert middle earth shadow of war spot number one trophy better luck next time awesome trophy name 525 wins plus 20 other trophies in the top 50 people are eating this one up this week
0: yeah i think uh, better luck next time sounds like um i don't know maybe if you die I think it might be one of those types of uh, negative trophies. Uh, I'm not sure. Next,
2: meet
1: an enemy yeah. or a follower. Who, uh, let's try that again. Meet an uh, enemy okay. or a follower who has cheated death.
0: Yeah, so basically, you kill somebody, and it turns out that you didn't actually kill them, and then they come back, and they've got like this weird face mask because you cut off half their face. Um, so that's cool.
1: Oh, not that you didn't strangle them long enough or something.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, most of the time, you just, like, you dismember the crap out of them, and, and then they show up, and they've got all their limbs. They've just got, like, a scar on their face, and you're like, oh, that's not really how that went down, as I remember. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, um, full-wheel simulator there, then.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways... So, the, that looks like it's it for the trophies. For the drop, we've got GTE Sport this week, uh, Jackbox Party Pack 4, The Fractured But Whole, and WWE 2K18 that are all releasing this week. Those are just the highlights. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of other games that I don't even know what they are,
1: Oh, finally, GT Sport. Isn't that like you yeah. out with a PlayStation 4 launch like four yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> Well, hopefully we'll see that climbing up the uh, trophy charts next week then, unless everyone mm. forgot about it. I actually think I forgot I pre-ordered that, <laughs> but it turned up, and I was like, oh, what's this? I thought it was actually... That's funny. I, I thought it was South Park, the fractured butt hole, but whole, but actually was uh, GT
2: Sport.
0: Were you let down?
2: <laughs> yeah. That pun was
1: intended. Yes, I I was. I was surprised.
3: (laughs) Oh dear! Gran Turismo Sport similarly has good reviews at this point. That's good to hear. Mm.
0: It usually sells
3: well, from what I understand. I don't know who buys it. And from what what I've heard, actually, I haven't yet had the chance to look into it. But from what I've heard, the HDR support in Gran Turismo Sport is outstanding.
0: That's good i i bet it would be that sounds like it would be an awesome experience
2: mm. Mm.
1: i've got to i've got to install it actually and see what um what the vr bit's like
2: yeah that too definitely. also is worth looking at i don't know if it's good or not but mm-hmm. definitely try
0: it all right so um have there been has there been anything you've been playing Ace? because uh prince and i have been kind of boring <laughs> um I just played more of Shadow of War, and that was fun, and more of the same for the most part. I haven't really gotten to the part where the game opens up entirely, even though I've been playing for quite a few hours at this point. Still but stuck on the little, plateau, little, uh, so <laughs> to speak. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've I've not gotten past the first two forts, which are both introduced within the first like I don't know half hour of the game. We'll see.
1: Uh, not a lot really. Um still been playing um, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um I don't know, they're not really hard trophies. Uh, uh I guess climbing the a- Hagia Sophia one because I climbed up the wrong bit. I think I climbed up one of the Whoops. the long towers all the way to the top and I didn't need uh, to I just had to climb up the middle bit. <laughs> once I not realized
3: make it Italian architecture.
1: Once I realised that I was climbing the wrong bit then it was easy and i got spider assassin i was like sweet so I was like, i've climbed all the way up here and i've literally yeah. gone as fast as i can and yeah uh,
0: <laughs> now you're gonna jump down and climb an entirely different section
1: well luckily you got a Correct. parachute so you can sort of float down and then
0: yeah 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 all right well that was thoroughly enjoyable <laughs> Uh, look Look forward next week to a time when I haven't spent nearly as much time moving and I've got way more time to play video games and I'll talk about all sorts of stuff mostly probably Shadow of War Do
1: You know, what, I'm surprised that like, isn't an indie game already called like Moving House you literally have to like pack everything up mm. yeah, it, the, uh, the
0: moving uh, simulator
1: yeah <laughs> then I'll pack it.
0: I'm working on that <laughs> <laughs> damn all right, so it's time for trivia. I did manage to drum up a trivia Ooh. question for, for this episode. All right, so Amy Hennig is best known for her work on Uncharted. But what game was her first credit? Was it Crash Bandicoot Warped, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, or Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light? Crash. Prince is going with Crash. Uh.
2: Uh, okay.
0: All the other ones? Uh, so you've got Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, and Lara Croft and the Guardian, Light, G- Guardian of Light. Uh, I'll pick
1: Soul Reaver then, it's another very old one. Probably wrong.
0: No, actually, you've got it right. It oh. is uh, Soul Reaver. That was her first game. Whee!
1: That yeah, was total yeah. guess. Because it was like Princess Pick Crash Bandicoot, and I thought the only other game I recognized on there as being very old is Soul Reaver.
2: That used to be quite good.
1: Yeah. I, I used I'm to work in fair. a game store about the time, and that, that was one of the games that we had hundreds of, and we seemed to have it traded in a lot and sold out a lot, and it just kept coming in and out. It's quite popular, popular thing.
0: Hmm. All right. So uh, for the poll, um, the poll last week was, irrespective of micro microtransactions, do you enjoy loot crates? And irrespective uh, irrespective of microtransactions, it ended up being uh, nobody thought that uh, loot crates were almost always uh, sorry. Loot crates almost always enhance my enjoyment of a game. Nobody said that. Uh, (laughs) 17% said, I don't play many games that have loot crates. 24% and this was tied. uh, No, I boycott games that have loot crates. And then there was also loot crates make games less enjoyable. So that was tied 24%. And then uh coming at 35% top in the charts, loot crates, as long as they are optional, do not hinder my enjoyment. I mean, to put that
3: in a different um sort of breakdown. Nobody was positive about them. Uh one-sixth of people um don't really have uh experience with them. A third of people are impartial. They don't feel that they are a problem. And half of people um, were unhappy with them. Yeah.
0: Either either they find them less enjoyable or they dislike them so much that they boycott the games that have them. (laughs) So that's quite significant. Um, Yeah. So... Uh, Hi, Ed did did comment on this, and I'm skipping his little bit about uh, Rocket League because he gets into the keys and stuff about that, which is worth reading. But uh, he said, about Destiny 2, I listened to the whole discussion and searched online, and somehow I still don't know how much real money it costs to open loot crates in the game. Oh, sorry. Decode right engrams. They've really managed to obfuscate the microtransaction and loot system. I think they do this intentionally to gain purchases and preoccupation with loot. I was watching someone play the new Mordor game today, and it is so confusing. I've gotten to the point where I just I just won't buy any of these games. I don't care if I don't need to pay money for or for anything in the game. If you can pay money for a chance at getting something cool, that's exploitive, and I won't support it. I also like the golden rule that we mentioned on the last episode, which I think he's referring to um, that if you can't do it better than a game that came out 20 years ago, then maybe you shouldn't do it.
3: No, I am— um... Maybe it's vain, but I assumed he was talking about uh, what I said, which is that um, if you have to pay for the game, it shouldn't have loot boxes, or it shouldn't have microtransactions.
0: Also a good rule, actually. Uh, if you're paying up front, it's just kind of seedy to also weasel in a system whereby you make more money.
3: In any case, I agree with all of
0: the rest of what he said. Mm. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, so that's going to be mean- it for us this week. Oh, sorry, good.
1: I was just gonna say I remember was it Gears three that had so, was it a loot something or other you got naturally through progression so every so often you you were given an unlock and you looked at it and you got something. That was fine and it, it's kind of like trophies and achievements in a way because as you progress in the game you get a little, you know buzz or a reward or something to sort of you know Give give you a reason for for playing. I mean, you don't always need that as a reason, but it's nice to have that kind of uh, positive feeling, you know, if, on, on your mind and stuff, isn't it? In, in the brain, the bone mm-hmm. uh, stuff. That you know, in the old days, I think those kind of loot crate systems or whatever were perfectly fine. But unfortunately, yeah. they have mutated very uglily into straight into microtransactions and and real money and effects Taking in game and, and, yeah. yeah and and now they're obs- obfuscating what you're going to get and getting duplicates and now now they're dangling them in front of you and now you have to pay for keys and things to unlock it they, they really are putting all their efforts into making it even more tantalizing and and difficult to try and realize how much you're spending on it and mm-hmm. it's it's a shame isn't it, it it's literally getting more ugly Every year we go by, isn't it? That's that's just such a shame.
0: Well, hopefully, uh, all of these companies will put all this effort into it, and they won't make enough money on it to justify it. But I doubt that'll happen. Um, At the very least, they're here for now. So, all right, that's going to be it for us this week. Thanks for joining us. As always, you can follow us uh, on the website. You can subscribe on um, the site on YouTube. uh, Leave reviews on. Sorry, at True Trophies yes um and on youtube and we are on google play and on the apple store the itunes store um you can follow us at true trophies uh follow me at uh megabrand zero and you can follow ace at ace soloma cloud thanks for joining us and we will see you next time have fun bye
2: see you around take care.